0: So, pronounce to all of you, <clears throat> good morning and uh, welcome. Hello, everyone watching and listening. And welcome to the Free Radical Podcast, <clears throat> episode number zero. And this is your host, Sami Patmanava. And today we are officially beginning this podcast series with an episode zero. Or some type of prologue prologue episode or like a preface, like a foreword when you find in the book. But in this case, to this new series, basically introducing what this podcast uh, will be about. That's why the title of today's podcast is what we are up to now. <clears throat> so, so why the title, that particular title for today's podcast? Because as some of you may already know... Approximately, like, half a year ago, uh, I began a series of 25 lectures on a topic that we named Radical Personalism. And a few weeks ago, uh, I published my second book based on those series called Radical Personalism. Here it is. And uh, so then, with the intention of further discussing the topics of this series and the book, also, we opened a Facebook group called Gaudiya Reform Forum, invited to join. So what are we up to now? Well, a podcast mm-hmm. as an extension of the reflection on all these topic. So I remember my, my friend, and we could call podcast Acharya, mm-hmm. Namrasa Prabhu. He insisted to me some years ago that, Maras, you should be doing some podcasts at one point and at that time I didn't feel that that call, um, I didn't want to compete with him at the time knowing that I will easily defeat him, <laughs> joking, he's a podcast acharya, but, but after a few years that is now uh, and especially after certain situations that happened through the last almost year in my life as you may know. And as a result of which came this project called Radical Personalism, then now the idea and the need for a podcast became very organically manifest, let's say. So thank you, Narasa Prabhu, for that initial push. Finally, here we are. And... uh, This podcast was announced a few weeks ago. I remember when I made the, well, at the very end of my radical personalism series, I kind of announced we have, we are thinking about making a podcast and in an even more official way, we announced this podcast series at the end of my book launch that I did a few weeks ago. And there we also shared the name that we have chosen for this podcast, which is the Free Radical Podcast. And through which we plan, as I already mentioned, con- to continue ruminating on the ideas, on the concept, on the implications of radical personalism. So why I have chosen such a name? Let me share a few words, if possible. We can begin, to begin We can begin today's episode by elaborating a little bit on what does the Free Radical podcast mean? What's the meaning of Free Radical, basically? And first of all, a brief disclaimer that I've already shared, but I may need to continue sharing all the times it may be necessary. It's okay. And it's in connection to the word radical, which is part of the name of this podcast, is part of the name of my book, and so on. So radical doesn't necessarily mean something bad, something undesirable. course indeed it can refer to something negative if it's connected to something to other word which implies something negative but radical in itself we could say it's something that will be negative or positive depending on the word next to it so radical can also refer to something beautiful to something necessary like radical acceptance radical compassion radical personalism and so on because The word radical in itself refers to something to its very root. That's the actual meaning of the Latin root from which radical comes. Radix has to do with root. So something which expresses itself to its very root, it's something radical. And therefore, the title uh, of this podcast, Radical, of course, here is connected also with the idea of radical personalism, since we will be discussing in this podcast uh, different aspects uh, of the contents of this book with various friends, with various brothers, sisters. So radical on one side, a few words on radical that I want to clarify in connection to free radical and in connection to the word free, why free radical? Of course, when I invoke here the free radical podcast, I do not intend to mean that I'm already an absolutely free person, a totally liberated jiva mukta beyond any form of confusion or things like that but it points mostly to the i mean i feel deeply called in the direction of embracing freedom with all that it implies Mm -hmm. i would like to be as as free as i can Mm -hmm. not for my own sake but for what freedom facilitates and what freedom actually implies no because to be as free as i can also means to be as committed as i can to be as humble as I can, to be as surrender as I can, to be as compassionate as I can, as discerning as I can, as, as, I, as loving as I can. All that means to be as free as I can. So of course I'm not there yet, I can tell you, but at least I choose to identify myself with, my, with that potential, with the prospect of becoming that. That's my hope and hopefully not only mine. So I think it's very important to make this point to identify ourselves with all that we can become, mm-hmm. with the prospect of being free. Again, not only free, but radically free, mm-hmm. free to its very root, mm-hmm. free to its very core. Or in other words, a free radical. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the idea here. And so that will be one way of explaining the name of our podcast, the Free Radical Podcast. Uh, hoping that of course, those who also wish to attain those horizons of radical freedom, so to say, uh, can join us into this adventure. Mm-hmm. But although this explanation <clears throat> of free radical of these two words, free and radical is is totally valid, actually the first idea that that came to my mind of what how why to call this podcast as the free radical podcast came from one section of my book on radical personalism, in which which I I invoke the term free radical uh, as it is found in chemistry. So it's another department, so to say, but we can always learn from different disciplines, different secular ones. So then I I explain in the book how that term of free radical, of course, it has one meaning in chemistry, but it's deeply tied to the very spirit of radical personalism. So let me share with you a brief section From my book i will be reading a few sections today from it so we can get a further glimpse of what's free radical and therefore what this podcast will be about so it says like this in chemistry a free radical constitutes a unit that attacks important macromolecules leading to homeostatic disruption and ill health in our tradition a radical personalist is someone who also embraces freedom and is thus also a free radical and similarly attempts to create sacred disturbance by pointing at those areas where excessive balance, such as complacency, laxity, and status quo require update and challenge." End of the quote. So this is basically why we have called this podcast the Free Radical Podcast. Mm -hmm. where me and other uh, kindred spirits will be attempting to address um, those areas in our lives, in our community, that require update, that require upgrade, Mm -hmm. and not only in our community, but in the world at large, in our lives, in reality, uh, in the general structures of our daily existence and society, but to begin with, again, in our own way, in our own structures, in our own way of thinking and approaching reality, how to challenge what needs to be challenged in a a healthy way, with compassionate spirit. So let me share a few extra paragraphs, with your permission, or without it, from my book. From this same section, where I'm speaking about what's a free radical, so the idea of what a free radical is becomes even more more clearly established. So it says like this. This transformation, becoming a free radical, It's not about modifying the spotless quintessence of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and its divine revelation, but about how such essence can at times be misrepresented in this world throughout time and space. And this certainly happens. Sri Krishna confirms this fact in Bhagavad Gita, chapter four, verse two, by declaring that from time to time, divine wisdom becomes obscured and is thus in need of resurrection through parampara, the system of disciplic succession that conforms to a lineage and tradition, but whose spirit is that of non-conformity in sincere service to the supreme non-conformist, God himself. In this same reforming spirit, and as we have already mentioned, the Godia saint Thakur Bhaktivinod has said that those who have been entrusted With the responsibility of being leaders in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, should try to remove all anartas or contaminations from the lineage. Sri Bhaktivinod also often spoke about various possible Appa Sampradayas or heterodox deviations from the original living school of prophets, Sampradaya. However, while we may belong to an authorized Sampradaya, There is every chance to conceive and represent it in an aposampridaic way, whether by complying or complaining as an evasive device. However, what Godi Abashnavism needs is renovators, not mere renegades. End of the quote. So, here we are talking about what Godi Abashnavism is about, what essential. Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about the very substance of our tradition. That's essential Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And essential Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we could call it as an open system, and not a closed one, not a closed system. I don't know if you are familiar with these two terms, open systems and closed systems. So what do I mean by this? Not only in biological terms, but also in every aspect of life. <clears throat> the key to evolution to development is openness mm, to the environment, to be nourished by the environment. That's an open system. An open system is open to the influence of the environment, al- allows itself to be nourished by it. Mm. So open system can be influenced by the surroundings and will change mm, in relation to the environment. By contrast, closed systems cannot evolve, basically, because they cannot be influenced by the environment. So therefore, they seek to preserve the resources from within, so to say. Mm -hmm. So of course, the obvious following question that comes by considering these two possibilities of open and closed systems, the the obvious following question will be, well, do we as Gaudiya Vaishnavs live with an evolutionary spirit, so to say? Do we live as an open system? Are we willing to be informed by the environment to properly reciprocate and respond and allow ourselves to be inspired by it. So I, I personally believe, of course, there are, there are cases that, of course, do this, but that in general, we don't do that much of, a, of that. Instead, a good number of us, and with this I'm not talking only about Gaudiya Vaishnavs, it's just like a general majority in every tradition and around the world. But most of us live generally in what we may call two, two world systems. So to say, you know, on one side, in our daily life, in our everyday dynamics, we are open to the changes, I don't know, of the culture of consumerism and technological process, progress, sorry. And we adapt to that. We get the latest app from whatever cell phone we need and so on. But in our inner life, Mm -hmm. in how we conceive our spiritual practice, many times we generally live in a closed system, not an open one. And as you may imagine, our tradition, and as any other group, as any other um, project, cannot sustain itself <clears throat> as a tribal, uh, as an isolated phenomenon, mm-hmm. as a closed system, basically. So we need to open ourselves, not only to the developments of technology, but internally, mm-hmm. we need to develop new eyes through which, with, through which to relate not only to this world, to the news of this world, so to say, but to our inner world, to the inner daily unfolding, mm-hmm. since Gaudiya Vaishnavism is a living tradition which is constantly moving. It's something eternal, but something eternal doesn't mean something static, fixed, inert, but on the contrary, in constant unfolding and evolution. So we are to keep the pace of transcendence, we are to keep the pace of the ever-evolving nature of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Let me share a few more, one more paragraph from my book in this connection. It says like this, thought provoking conversations need to be brought to our table and even daily meals through which we step forward to humbly but courageously question object and seek healing while trying to overcome present impasses and grow up as servants of the sweet absolute. While these exchanges should be welcome and encouraged, however, We should be equally concerned that sacred hope is duly protected and preserved in the midst of those clamoring voices that surely need to reverberate. We should speak and even shout only to nourish proper faith and understanding and never as an excuse to dismiss these two. There's a price to pay for speaking and there's also a price to pay for remaining silent. Radical personalism chooses the former, the latter being far more expensive. Although silence may be enjoyable at times, it must often be broken for a higher purpose. Thus, by promoting holy dialogue, we allow ourselves to come out, announce, and invite others to make a similar choice of their own. So... A few words also from from the book in this connection about the importance of expressing ourselves, being open to share our thoughts, our necessities, our feelings, but only also that always in the in the context of preserving, protecting, nourishing faith and hope. So that requires a healthy balance, a healthy maturity, and I know it's a challenging project, but the need is there for that. So let me share now a few words of the idea on dialogue because basically our podcast will be all about that. This is the inaugural Zero episode where I'm talking all by myself, but from the next episode on, uh, I will be always inviting some guests. So dialogue will be the norm, so to say, in our Free Radical podcast. So a few words about dialogue since today we are introducing what this podcast will be about. So dialogue the very etymology of the word comes from two interacting logoi, dia dialogo. logoi means word. So two words, so to say, interacting with one another, which means like a crossing from our world hmm, into another world, into the world of the other hmm, for the sake of sharing experience. That's a big adventure, real dialogue. Hmm. For the sake of mutual understanding, for the sake of empathy, of mutual trust. Hmm. That's dialogue. That's the type of dialogue we want to foster throughout this project. Mm-hmm. So dialogue is kind of a meeting of horizons, so to say, which will enable uh, each of the the two parts involved, so to say, in this case, to return to their own world mm-hmm. with a deepened horizon mm-hmm. of meaning, a deepened horizon of purpose, deeper perspective. Mm-hmm. So that's real dialogue. Mm-hmm. By contrast to that, any dialogue who doesn't include these attributes, a dialogue that is not self-expansive, is self-limiting. Mm-hmm. And of course, the self-limiting dialogue is, is basically a monologue. It's not a dialogue. It's a monologue when we, where we end up talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes all this happens in the name of dialogue, in the context of dialogue. Mm-hmm. So we are asking here, all of you, to for your prayers. So this does not happen. We are promoting dialog and we want not a monologue in the name of dialogue but dialogue in the name of dialogue mm. so this is the basic purpose and an intention of our free radical podcast to have deep conversations mm. Mm. to have vulnerable moments mm. of sincere introspection and empathy mm. while addressing in a compassionate way but also in a committed way those situations those patterns Those ways of thinking that may be getting in the way of us properly being proper spiritual practitioners, proper sadhakas, proper human beings, all of which should be fully aligned and integrated, our humanity, our spirituality, our particular needs in the context of those. So again, for this to happen, for this dialogue conversation and these results to manifest, starting from our net po- next podcast, next Saturday, episode one. Remember, today's episode zero. So starting from next one, I will I will be reflecting with different friends of mine, with different, again, brothers, sisters, kindred spirits, and various topics uh, related to what I've just described today, to the content of the book on radical personalism in this series of lectures. And... Uh, <clears throat> since what I've shared in my series of lectures on radical personalism ended up being the first and third part of my book, because my book is based on those series. So the first and third part of my book is basically in big part, not fully, but in big part the content that I shared in this series of lectures on radical personalism. But there's a second part of the book that was not basically touched in my series. So I will mostly concentrate on that section in this series of podcasts. We'll be mostly addressing the different points that are mentioned in the second part of the book, which is the manifesto itself. As you may know, the, the subtitle of Radical Personalism is Revival Manifesto for Proactive Devotion. So the book is in itself a manifesto. And for those who are already reading it, this manifesto includes more than 30 different points which represent expressions of radical personalism that I personally feel needs to be addressed. And each of these different expressions begin with some radical, radical something. Radical integrity, radical conversation, radical embodiment, radical, and so on. Radical, radical. So the idea is we will be sharing one of those radicals, so to say, in each one of the different episodes that we will be having. So the format of the podcast, for those of you who would like to know, won't be that much of an interview, but mostly will be informal, spontaneous, and honest, hopefully, conversation Mm -hmm. with different people that I personally consider radical personalists and that I personally know, that I personally admire, uh, and whether they are Godias, ex Godias, or even non Godias. All of them will be welcome to to join us. So in this way, the idea is to make of this podcast a creative encounter hmm, among like-minded, heart-minded spirits, uh, no matter their background, no matter their affiliation, or even non-affiliation, so to say. In fact, regarding non-affiliation, I think it's important to acknowledge that in our 21st century spirituality, we find a clear preference, so to say, to what we may call transinstitutional commitment mm. to a spirituality, more than an overly institutionalized version of it. Mm. So, following that spirit, we will be inviting people again from different backgrounds, affiliations, non-affiliation. This, as, as I like to say, it's not so much about buildings, it's, a, it's more about hearts. No, it's not so much about fitting in, as I mentioned in my book, but about deep belonging. Mm. It's not so much, its not so much about mere holiness, but also wholeness mm. and breadth and depth. Mm. So of course, if we belong to a particular mission or different mission from each other, different institution, different mystical tradition, or even different social group, if we want to see all these differences, as walls, we are on this side of the wall. I am on that side of the wall. Even in that case, we could say, okay, those same walls mm, that somehow separate us mm, and makes us different can also be addressed in a in a way that unites us. And that's, again, the, the purpose and the challenge for us in this podcast. I remember Simon Whale. She gave us, I would say, the perfect example in this regard. Very interesting um, visualization, so to say. She gave the image of two prisoners, each of them separated, of course, but that un- but that unjoining wall. And then she commenced that the wall is the thing hmm, that separates them, but also, the wall is also their means of communication. Hmm? Each of them sends signals through the wall. So the wall is separating them, but they all- also the wall is facilitating exchange so to say dialogue conversation so similarly the ideas in this podcast the same we may be on different sides of the wall so to say we may not agree on everything hmm? god forbid <laughs> uh, but we do expect hmm, to use those our differences whatever they may be uh, to use those differences and approach to each other hmm? and not as a further distancing hmm? We have already enough distance to deal with in this world, in our own life. So it's time, I will say, to bridge, to build, sorry, further bridges of relatability. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this podcast can serve in, in, in that project, in that purpose, make some contribution. So in this connection, we will be trying to share one weekly episode almost every week on Saturday at this time, but there may be some few exceptions according to the timing of the guests and my own timings while traveling. But at least once a week, hopefully we can share that. These episodes will be shared, as you can see now, live. Uh, So the idea also of of doing them live is to allow each of you, to invite all of you to participate and share your comments in the comment section, in the threads. And, and, And those many of those will be shared during our conversations and somehow... Who will try to make you part of the dialogue and the conversation in that way. Mm-hmm. And since I invoked the term conversation, mm, allow me to conclude today's episode mm, by sharing a few words on conversation, on the power of conversation, mm, and, on how much we need each other to, to engage in conversation, to engage in deep honest dialogue as we also already mentioned how the result of that the result of of those types of exchanges reveals something that we would not be able to grasp by ourselves without the other mm-hmm. So I would like to make an emphasis on this what comes when more than one get together with the like-minded soul what's the result of that that is not possible to obtain generally only by ourselves so conversation, and again, when I say conversation, I try to mean real conversation, Open, being open to hear, being vulnerable in our expression, being willing to change from what happens in that exchange. Now There cannot be an exchange if you are not willing to change. So real conversation is something tremendously powerful, tremendously powerful, especially if we feel the need to transform ourselves, again, change and exchange. And, and if there is a need to transform certain elements in the environment, it's healing, it's miraculous what happens in those types of meetings, if you will. I, I personally deeply believe in the power of conversation. I have had lots of epiphany-like moments in, in this type of interaction with very unique, profound, deep uh, revelations came not by my own merit and probably not by the merit of the other person either, sometimes, but just by the conjunct no? equation, the combination of us two, some sincerity, and Krishna's given some mercy in between that. Mm-hmm. So, a um, um, conversation is very powerful in terms of bringing people together. And again, we need so much to get closer to each other. There's so much division, there is so much. Um, Dualism in the way we turn to sometimes box each other and label each other and put each other in a different particular category and that's it. We need to bring ourselves together and conversation is very powerful, but real conversation. not again, not to convince one another or not to convince myself about how correct I am to defeat the other person and always having or not having always to agree on everything. that's also that's not conversation. if we say, Let's talk about this, but all we, ha- all we all have to agree on this. That's most a totalitarian regime, a dictatorship, not conversation. So conversation has to do with enlightening, enlightening one another with the insects, the wisdom that each person may hold, the combination of those two things, and of course the openness to whatever the sweet absolute chooses to reveal in the midst of such sacred exchange. And conversation is, again, this type of conversation is a universal principle. Not only is something crucial to our own particular tradition as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, but it's a universal principle established throughout all mystical schools of thought, all mystical traditions. For example, one example that comes to mind is the Sufis. In Sufism, they will say that the first great joy is prayer. They will speak about different great joys. So the first great joy is prayer. Then, then the second great joy is meditative rapture, mm-hmm. deeper absorption. And finally, either, even higher than the first two, the greatest joy is conversation among adepts, among hard, kind, like minded spirit, what Rupa Goswami will call Swayatiya Sadhu Sangha. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest joy, the greatest feast. Mm-hmm. Similarly, in the, in the Bible, we know God speaks of how, of, of how when two or three gather in my name, I am there among them. Mm-hmm. So how, again, the power of conversation, of like-mindedness, hard-mindedness, invokes forces the sweet absolute to make himself present. Mm-hmm. And in, in our own Godya tradition, of course, we this is also expressed very similarly in many ways, one of which... That comes to mind the famous verse in which Bhagavan, Sri Bhagavan is telling to Narada Naham yogi dayesuba, mm? traga mm? well-known verse, which basically he himself, God, is saying, I do not reside in Bkunta. Mm? I do not reside in the heart of the yogis, mm? which I which are alone by themselves. That's a point. I reside in that place where my devotees get together to chant and talk about me when there is this communion of hearts that's where i found myself you will find me there Mm -hmm. famous story in the the chila Maharaj used to tell from two members of the Ramanuja sampradaya that were stuck in a cave i think during chaturmasya there was lots of rain and the two of them were in a cave sharing very intimately sharing their hearts with one another and at one point one of these two persons they let say the other do you know what i feel the presence of the third person mm. and the other devotee tells the first devotee i exactly feel the same thing and do you know what i think that this third person is actually the person we are talking about mm. so Bhagavan is becoming manifest in that precise moment when there is a sincere conversation again krishna himself in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Chattu Shloki, the ninth verse of the tenth chapter, famous shloka, he basically makes the same point to Arjuna. That's a very beautiful definition of salusanga. sangha, basically. What salusanga sangha is, and there are Christians saying how the, the thoughts of my devotees always dwell in me, how their lives are fully devoted to me. Mm, how they derive great satisfaction and bliss, always enlightening one another, mm, conversing about me, talking about me. So that's the definition that Krishna sharing, how both of these paktas are nourishing each other mm, in deep conversation, in holy mm, dialogue. So, so all the above statements basically speak about the joy that is derived in sharing with one another. Mm. The nourishing, the support that we are expected to receive, to provide, the deep relationships, the deep commitment that manifests as a result of those exchanges, of those moments of deep conversation in which God's grace becomes uniquely revealed. If you want an epiphany of God's grace and presence, try to open your heart as much as you can in sacred conversation. With like minded spirits. That's why sadhu sangha is so crucial and so emphasized over and over again. It's not a mere formality, it's not a mere getting to ke- external togetherness in quantity, but it's about sharing from a very specific place of quality, which will give a very particular epiphany as a result. Mm-hmm. So, this sacred conversation, sometimes I like to call it collective introspection Collect because we are more than one. But we are willing to be introspective, mm-hmm. collective interest. Another another word, another word that I like to invoke in Sanskrit. Sanskrit term for collective introspection will be the term sankirtan. Mm-hmm. Yes, sankirtan means collective introspection. Mm-hmm. In this connection, it is in this connection that we say on a daily basis, "Param is Sri Krishna sankirtanam." Whether we know it or not. <laughs> we are praising the principle of collective introspection. Because why? Sankirtan does not only refer to musical entertainment or to getting together, again, in quantity, to, to externally invoke certain musical sounds. You know, it's not that. It has all to do with internal disposition, with internal willingness of how do we choose to participate in Sankirtan, from which place inside of us, we are belonging to Sankirtan. We are entering into that fire. So that per that place, that internal place from which to participate in Sankirtan is a place of, of course, honesty, humility, as Mahaprabhu will say, mm-hmm. etc. But also we can define all these things as introspection, first personal introspection, then collective introspection, and that's what we call Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. So so this Free Radical podcast basically is inviting, it's an invitation, an open invitation for that. It's an open invitation for both individual introspection and collective introspection in getting together. Mm. And therefore, in other words, the idea of this podcast is that this podcast will be another form of St. which is all about introspection again. So let me almost conclude by sharing one last section from my book, on Radical Personalism, where I speak about how this is so, how Sankirtan is introspection, mm-hmm. and who, how we are invited to participate in that. So it says like this. <clears throat> Joint reflection is probably the highest form of worship and communion. We, Gaudias, call it Sankirtan Yajna. Goda Hari's movement entirely revolves around the Sankirtan yajna, a method translated as the sacrifice of collectively chanting God's names. However, this chanting has to be accompanied by collective introspection, to be fully actualized and effective, to be all it can be. Without such introspection, this chanting will be reduced to mere musical entertainment in other words sankirtan yajna is synonymous with collective introspection how the sanskrit term yajna refers to sacrifice which implies the fire element and according to gaudia lore the very very first pronounced word in creation that brahma heard was tapa and tapa means fire and this fire in which this sound tapa invited brahma the first manifest being to close his eyes and see, to enter the space of introspection, because that means introspection, to enter, to inspect what's going on inside. In this way, sacrifice or yajna implies fire, and fire points to introspection. The syllab- syllable sum in some kirtan. Indicates a group effort. And Kirtan refers to a practice whose goal is the spreading of the fame, Kirti, of our tradition and its ideals. Thus, Sankirtan Yaknya essentially implies entering together into the fire of introspection and deeply thinking about how to better spread the glories of our lineage. And such expansion, such spreading, starts in our own hearts. Although introspection takes place in one's inner landscape, such a journey is not traversed in isolation, but rather in the company of other pilgrims. When restricted to the individual, this power of reflection remains limited and rudimentary. It is only in connection with two kindred spirits that we can discover our own depth and wholeness. In other words, reflection can be developed only in communion with others. Hmm. Of course, we can reflect on ourselves on some level, but the highest level of that, we need each other for that. Reflection is essentially a social phenomenon. It is Sankirtan, which by its very definition as a collective engagement, tells us that we cannot participate in it by ourselves. If we do it alone, we may engage in some Kirtan, but not in Sankirtan. We need each other to make this collective sacrifice of introspection successful, thriving, and above all, true. End of the quote. So a few extra words regarding the the importance of this introspection, this internal inspection that we are invited to do through the yakmi of Sankirtan and how Again, this way, uh, the Free Radical Podcast hmm, that we are starting, inaugurating today officially, attempts also to invoke um, a sacred space, sacred online space, so to say, sacred conversation as another expression of and Kirtan Yajna. Hmm? Through the fire of collective introspection, by having deep exchanges, again, with like-minded souls with whom we share one purpose in mind, And heart, which is that purpose again, to align ourselves to the loving will of the sweet absolute, Mm. to compassionately point to those things that may need to be addressed, both on an individual communal level and for the miracle, for that miracle to continue happening in us, for the miracle of continued dialogue, continued conversation, continued introspection, continued um, epiphany. Mm. And again, We need each other for this to happen. This is a social, as I say, social phenomenon. Like it happens with any real Sankirtan. As I already mentioned, you cannot engage in Sankirtan by yourself, but only in the company of other kindred spirits. So we need each other. That's an important and very humbling truth, an aspect of reality. Everything is interrelated, interconnected. Even if we don't want to relate to each other, even if we don't want to think we are related to each other, even if we don't want to think in terms of brothers and sisters of a great uh, fraternity, so to say, a great fellowship. Even if we want to deny that fact, that's still there. That's a, the nature, the makeup of reality. So, better we are able to acknowledge that. So, anyhow, we hope that this project, this new podcast, uh, may fulfill its original purpose that we have shared today and also may may remain open to new purposes yet to be revealed uh, only with intention again of sincerely identifying ourselves as honest servants who basically are trying to pay attention to whatever needs to be addressed whatever needs to be embraced uh, in the here and now so in other words we are here to honor a service opportunity hmm. That that's how I like to think about all this radical personalism stuff. Mm-hmm. Series of lectures, Facebook group, book, now podcast series. I mean, we are basically here, me and whomever feels called and, imbi- and, and, and invited to to accompany on the journeys, we are here just to honor a service opportunity. Mm-hmm. service opportunity that has been presented to us mm-hmm. in a very clear way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Trying to properly honor the opportunity for service that is clearly presented to us revealed to us by bhagavan's grace so again welcome you all to the free radical podcast since we need each of you to make all of this uh, actually possible so it's my my joy and my happiness to officially inaugurate today that um, thank you so much for your press, for your comments. Here I see some few comments here. Here is my podcast acharya Namrasa Prabhu, who again is breaking his fasting from Facebook. <laughs> i sending congratulations on the release of this new podcast project. I know many will benefit from these conversations. Thank you so much, dear Namrasa Prabhu. <clears throat> Abhai, Abhai Prabhu, another friend. I, today we will be having a very nice program here in Alachua in a few hours in his house. He's highlighting this notion of trans institutional commitment and of course make it clear that by saying so i'm not against institutions per se we are not saying let's burn uh, all churches so to say but i'm just mean, making a point of how our commitment is always with a <clears throat> not n- not merely with institution but with the ideal that, in, that institution is supposed to to deliver as i like to say and i mentioned in my book And we'll be talking about that in some of our podcasts. We do not join an institution, but we join a heart that happens to be beating in a particular institution. And that's why we end in certain institutions, because there was a certain heart that made my heart beat, (laughs) whose beating made my heart beat. And I joined that heart in the context of that heart being in a particular structure. But we are joining hearts. We We are not joining buildings. We are not joining papers, or institutions per se. The purpose of an institution, like Srila Prabhupada will say when he founded is this has to be ruled by love and trust. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I had the, the the fortune to be invited to share for almost four hours with Sri Radhanath Maharaj, and, and, and we were talking on this point, he will say love and trust. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the foundation of how we want to Approach to each other, relate to each other as Godias, as human beings, as living entities. That's the the, the ideal foundation for any type of interaction. So hopefully we can get closer to that very noble ideal of relationship. So thank you so much. I don't know if there are any questions, something else you may like to to ask to present. We have a few minutes left, of course. here we have B.R.S. Das. I don't know the complete name, probably Bacteras and Das. I don't know. Sorry if I'm mistaken the name. So he's highlighting the point of when two or three gather in my name in connection to conversation. So yes, that's very, very crucial. If there is sincerity, again, it's not just a matter of numbers, but it's interesting that this type of quotes are not saying when 300 or 5,000 gather in my name, but just two or three. We, we, we I mean, it's about quality ultimately. And I'm present there. God is not demanding huge, massive audiences. Of course, if that happens, we have no problem with that, but as long as quality is not compromised, so to say. So, Namras is asking um, what's next episode topic and guest? Okay, thank you so much. I was planning to to, 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 to share that. <clears throat> so next, let me share first one reflection comment was here and then we will go there before concluding today's episode. So there is one comment by a Facebook user, Anonymous. In this case, says, I appreciate very much the subject you mentioned about the value of collective reflections, transpersonal inspiration and self-realization. Thank you so much. Um, and again of course there is individual reflection I'm not cancelling the, the, the individual reflection that we must surely do and that's what we will bring to the table when we meet with another person and that's I mean you cannot have collective reflections in both parties were are not doing their own individual reflection homework before mm-hmm. so, so that's the challenge also not only get together and, and, and deal with each other nicely but Let's reflect individually first before getting together. Let's have our own introspection in our own chamber, so to say. So when we get together, each one will bring to the table their own vibrant world of reflection and combined with the other person's reflection, that will create a very unique, thickened, combined, new level reflection. This can always be taken to newer levels, and that's a very important At least for me, very important point that hopefully I'm emphasizing enough, which is there's always room for further Mm. reach of reflection, further level, another level, attaining another level of depth, another level of participation. There's no end. Again, it's an ever evolving reality. Mm. So, nature, life itself is always evolving, it's always becoming something more. Krishna himself is becoming. Himself more Krishna at every moment, more beautiful, more attractive. The loving disposition toward towards Him from His devotees is always increasing. So this is the nature of reality, as Mahaprabhu will say, Pratipadam Purnamrita radhanam, As we mentioned yesterday, at every step you can t- you can taste, relish a new yet a new level of ecstasy, a new level of commitment, a new level of loving service, and that has no end. It's always. Unfolding, ever evolving pattern. To mm-hmm. so in this same way, ideas here. No, we are always imbi- We can always reach a new level of reflection, a new level of depth. Thanks for the comment. And going back to namras's question, what's next episode topic and guest? Well, here I would like, since I received a nice message from my dear friend Radha Madhab Das, just sharing some loving emojis. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing that because. Next episodes, we'll have him as our first guest, <clears throat> Radha Prabhu, someone who also helped me uh, as a peer reviewer of my book, Radical Personalism, among other friends like Deva Madhava, and Pranada and so many others, Bhakti Ras and so on. So next Saturday will be our episode number one. Remember, today was episode zero. So episode number one will be next Saturday, same time. 10 a.m. EDT time. Next Saturday will be July 8th. And Radha Prabhu will be invited. And the topic that we will that we have decided to touch upon the title of the, of the podcast will be Integrative Sexuality Beyond Guilt and Suppression. Mm-hmm. So I will be sharing a flyer in a few days, every week, so all of you will be properly notified about this specific topic of the next episode and you will find all these episodes both in my facebook uh, profile facebook page and the youtube channel also there is a spotify and a itunes uh, channel if you call it channel that will be open specifically for this particular se- series of the free radical podcast mm-hmm. so thank you so much to all of you mm-hmm. i appreciate your participation your company, your support, your willingness to engage in sacred dialogue and to join the adventure, this new chapter of the adventure in the context of radical personalism called the Free Radical Podcast. And see you next week for our next episode.